High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Time now to chat about teacher conduct in general. What they ought to know, how they ought to conduct themselves in class or anywhere else on the premises or anywhere else for that matter, and what they ought to know going forward. Joining us on the line now, Dr. Anthea Soresto, the CEO of the Governing Body Foundation. Doctor, very good afternoon to you, and thank you once again for joining us. Uh, good afternoon to you and your listeners. Thank you, Doctor, uh, once again for just for joining us to discuss this issue, which has now come to the fore based on a Grassy Park Primary School teacher who recently uh, tickled and touched four female learners uh, near their breasts and was dismissed on sexual misconduct charges. Uh, doctor, to to put it out to you, let's get the conversation going. Teacher conduct in general, what are the concerns there right now? Well, if you take that particular case that you referred to, mm-hmm. um, they, they, this sort of conduct is being brought to the attention of parents and schools now. In the past, people didn't talk so much about mm-hmm. things and unwanted touching did take place. Now, when a teacher is registered as a teacher, they have to sign a SACE code of ethics. Right. And that's quite clear about the conduct expected of teachers. And and we also say all schools should have codes for the other uh, staff components like the administration staff, the ground staff, uh, coaches, for instance. Everybody needs a code of conduct which specifies the kinds of behaviors that are not acceptable mm-hmm. uh, expect as part of teaching professional conduct. So it's a combination of being a professional who has power over people and also is in loco parentis. So would also treat the child as a reasonable, caring parent would. Now, we know that in a reasonable, caring family, there's teasing and there's hugging and that sort of thing. But there's still not inappropriate touching in a family. Right. And and parents know that. The parents know what's acceptable and not acceptable. And teachers need to know that as well. And I'm sure they all do know. Sure. Did so I'm not, I'm not judging any particular case because one can't judge when one isn't, you know, in the actual context. Sure. But the thing is about a child's space belongs to the child. Mm. And a teacher should not have power to, or anybody at school, should not have power to invade that child's space without that child's permission to enter it. Mm. So I'm not interested in the teacher's intention. It's, it's what the child, um, once, and I'm not talking about unwanted sexual stuff, etc., etc. Right. It's the child might indicate that the child needs a hug. Mm-hmm. Would the school permit that? Because this is this is where we have really tricky issues. Sure. Mm-hmm. I I think we need schools to have some kinds of agreements with with parents about what would be acceptable and not. And it depends on the ages of children. Now, there was a very nice ancient little video that did the rounds at some stage where the teacher greeted the children in the morning right? Um, in whatever way the children chose. So she had a sign outside, pictures, 
a hug, a bow, or a high five, and maybe some other things. And the children pointed to the side, like a high five. Sure. And then the teacher would high five the child, and the child would go in the room smiling. Or a child would indicate hug, and the teacher would give a quick hug. Mm-hmm. Or a child would, would want to bow, which of course is an Asian, um, mannerism, and that meant no touching. So the teacher did have some kind of relationship with the children, but it was appropriate, and the children also gave permission for the type of engagement. Now, we know some children hate to be hugged. It's something that they can't stand. But on the other case, some children do. Indeed. Um, Especially, (laughs) I'm not a hugger. (laughs) But I I haven't been <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I had to hug a child one day sure. because she was so distraught. Right. But I did ask permission, but I'm not sure I would do it in these days because yes. we are scrutinizing conduct much more right. um, these right. days. Oh. Indeed. Doctor, you, you don't mind just holding on just for a few seconds. It won't take too long. Uh, we've got our, our uh, Calvin from the news desk who's just going to give us a very quick news update. We'd like to come back to you and resume okay. the conversation, if it's okay with you. Dr. Anthea Soresto, CEO of the Governing Body Foundation, we're chatting to her about uh, teacher behavior and how one should conduct themselves in the presence of students in this day and age. Emphasis on that because we are going to continue along that line when we do come back to Dr. Anthea Soresto. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Just going 29 minutes to the hour. If you've just joined us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 101.9 Chi FM. I'm Michael McKenna. Joining us on the line is Dr. Anthea Soresta, the CEO of the Governing Body Foundation. We're chatting about teacher conduct and how teachers ought to conduct themselves regarding students on the premises, off the premises. Doctor, thank you so much for hanging on. We left off at a point which uh, caught my attention in particular regarding, as you spoke of, this day and age where uh, one's behavior is subject to much more scrutiny and much more analysis compared to before when you consider school could be like described as a family environment where teachers are close to the well you, if you think about it one spends more time teaching and spending time with their children than with your own children and at times you are going to encounter those emotional moments where students will need that human uh, encouragement that human assurance of hugging as you mentioned Yes, yes. So this is why, you know, for different age groups, we need to decide what is permissible as a contact with parents. Mm. What sort of touching would be acceptable? Right. A a high five, for instance. Is that okay? Can I touch the child on her shoulder? Right. Um, um, Dealing with injuries, for instance. Must a male person deal with a male... um, child's injury or must uh, would it be all right for a female teacher to deal with the male uh, child's um, injury and those sort of things are are problematic also when it comes to uh, what considered as corporal punishment um, you know if you've Mm. got it's quite strict now it's not just the beating that counts as corporal punishment actually anything that's sort of restrains or disciplines a child is, and you touch the body. And even if you don't, it's even shouting. Wow. Counts as corporal punishment. Right. Um, you know, if, if, if you're trying to get children in line in a corridor and you touch their shoulder, maybe it would pass. But if you happen to touch their bottom or the, their side, yes. Yes. Um, 
lower down, somebody could make allegations. Right. Um, you know, so, and if you if you pull a child out of the way of mo- a moving sort of uh, car, those things are also wow. mm, important. Mm, and children, mm. teachers are actually in quite a lot of danger in school. Right. Um, so you know, a teacher who who taps a, a child with just a piece of paper on the head was right. accused of wow. corporal punishment, and that was just <laughs> you know a tap on the head. Oh, you silly Billy! Why did you make that mistake? Right. Now that's really not allowed anymore. Wow. You can't say it and you can't do it. So, so it's really tricky for the teachers. Right. And it's it's a it's a hands off now, and and I think we've lost something, but mm. I think. With consultation with parents, with teachers right. and other mm-hmm. staff, because sports right. teachers also do other things with the students, like lots of hugging, lots of celebratory demonstrations, etc., yes. etc. Et right, exactly. And there's lots of touching involved there. Right. Um, but it could, and but we also know coaches have been one of some of the prime suspects in much that's not good. So drawing the line, having rules. Um, I think is becoming very, very important. Beyond the safe sure. code of ethics, schools need to investigate their own mm, mm, policies. Mm, mm. Is there a standard document uh, in this uh, respect, uh, Doctor, that uh, uh, listeners can at least uh, refer to in the meantime and uh, build on that, as you say, and uh, implement that into their schools and uh, escalate it? Is there Where can they go to get this document as, as to read through or you know, familiarize oneself with safeguards uh, as to one's behavior within the school environment? Well, Okay, so so the South African Council for Educators mm-hmm. has a website. Right. And on the website, you can find their code of ethics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. I've got a bad cop. No, that's um, okay, the, Doctor. <laughs> schools need then to take their own school situations right. and be more specific. Okay. Okay, Doctor, we're going to leave it there. I think I've uh, held you up for much too long. <laughs> Please, uh, all the best just to take care of that cough of yours that you have right now and do take care of yourself. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon just to give us some background as to uh, what teachers ought to be aware of and what they need to be mindful of and guard against uh, in their duties and conduct on the school premises regarding fellow students. Dr. Anthea Soresto, CEO of the Governing Body Foundation.